Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. And I am Lisa Diascara. The sixth episode of season seven has already arrived, and we have an inspirational journey ahead. For today's episode, we have a rising singer-songwriter out of New York who has her eyes set on the city of Los Angeles. So, what can you expect from this platform? Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. For today's episode, the guest's stage name is Lisa. She was born and raised in Long Island, New York, and found singing to always be a part of her life. Growing up, she had extremely bad ADHD, but when it came to singing and writing, it was her escape from the places that she felt she lacked in. As she ventures off into creating for herself, she looks up to music legends like Barbara Streisand and Whitney Houston for inspiration and also to help develop her unique sound. When writing her songs, she aims to bring some humor into storytelling. After straying away from music for a few years, though, she describes coming back to the music world as one of the smartest, most healing moves she's ever made. So get ready for an inspiring journey and allow me to now introduce Lisa Diaspara. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey? Okay, well, my name is Lisa. I am a singer-songwriter. I write music and work on projects for myself and other artists. Um, I've been singing and writing my whole life. It's brought me so much peace and happiness that I've been seeking for a long time. Uh, yeah, early 20s and mid-20s aren't the easiest. And it's really hard to like figure out, you know, where you belong and where you're placed. But this really brought it all together for me, music, so. Did you take singing lessons as a kid? I always sang. I honestly, I actually found a letter not too long ago where my mom was like it was like a happy birthday letter she's like you're two years old you're singing around the house constantly you're acting you write your own music and not not write my own music at two but she would um she just wrote this whole sweet thing so i guess i've been doing it since then but ever since i can remember i've been singing since i was six uh, i started performing at a pretty young age um I never really, I took a, a few lessons here and there, but it was all self-taught. Everything was really self-taught. Absolutely. I do see all the success you're already developing and the following on social media. So I think it's a great time now to get into the big five. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go, Lisa? I am ready. Let's do this. Great. So you mentioned you strayed off from music for a little bit. When did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or that you needed some kind of change to truly start your entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story with us. So my story is pretty long. Um, so I realized I wasn't happy when I was constantly trying to find a career path 
um, you know, as, you know, as you get older, I, again, like early twenties, mid twenties, it's really hard to figure out like what your niche is and whatnot. And, you know, I feel like as you get older, you let go of passions. I feel like a lot, and that's such a big issue. I feel like a lot of people let go of what they're passionate about. And I believe we're all born on this, in this world to do something um, that you love and people stray away from that to follow social norms and to follow what people think is, you know, comfortable. And, you know, so that's what I was trying to do. You know, I was like, okay, you know what, maybe I'll do psychology. I started thinking, taking psychology classes and I started to I went into special education. Not that I didn't love this stuff, but I'm like, this is not me. And I was so miserable. I was failing a lot of my classes because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do that. I was just like, screw this. And I was, I literally became a lost soul. I became walking with everybody else and I wasn't who I was and I completely lost myself. I've really been like taking this super seriously for a year and a half, like writing constantly every day um, and singing and whatnot and reaching out to people and finding others who do this too. Um, So about a year and a half ago, I had this guy DM me and he was like, Hey, listen, I think you're really talented. I I would like to help you in any way I can. I was like, cool. Awesome. And again, I wasn't like taking it seriously, but I was like, let's see what, you know, he can do for me. Right. So he DMs me and he's like, listen, I have this upcoming artist uh, from the UK. He's going to be in New York. Let me set up a session with you guys. I was like, okay, cool. So two days later, I'm heading to Manhattan and I meet this guy, Nadim, who is now literally one of my best friends. I speak to him every single day. He's nice, witnessed nice. every single mental breakdown I've gone through thus far. <laughs> um, so we meet up and he was just such a cool guy we're showing each other some music that we have. I didn't really have much at the time. And he was like, what are you doing? He goes, you're so good. He's like, what, why, why are you not doing this professionally? Why aren't you taking this seriously? And I literally look at him and I'm like, I was like, I I don't really know. I don't know. And he's like, girl, and his beautiful enchanting British accent. He was like, you need to, he's like, you need to get on a roll with this. He's like, because whatever you're doing right now isn't for you. And I'm like, wow. I, and I felt like I kind of needed this too. And I had a really rough year pre- uh, previously. So he's like saying all this stuff. And then he's like, all right. So we didn't even have a plan that day. He was like, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to write? Like, what do you want to do? You want to write? You wanna... He goes, actually, he goes, I have an awesome track for you. I think it would fit you perfectly. So, and this is like an empty apartment building we're in. He, we, there's like literally a couch and cushions that was about it so we took all the the cushions out of the couch we stuffed the closet to make it soundproof and we recorded this song for hours we were in there for hours we wanted to like nail it and it was great and it felt so good doing that again I was like wow like I haven't done this in so long and it's like really hard to find (laughs) people on Long Island who do music I mean there's so many people who do music but like it was just nice to work with someone who's like from a completely different place Completely or an, exper- an experienced artist, you're saying at least. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, it was really nice, and like, I was just—I remember just being so happy that day, and we got so we got along so well, and everything was just so perfect. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, wow, like I need to do this more. So then I actually—I was like a part—I was a party girl. I party <laughs> so much, and this was like, but this was like the end of my days. But I 
remember I was like, oh, I'm going to the club after if you want to come. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to go to bed. Like, I have a set in the morning. I was like, okay. I ended up going to the club that night and I didn't drink. And I was like standing there. And you never, have you ever like walked into a room or, and you just didn't feel like you belonged? Like, yeah, you just yeah. standing there and you're like, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. And I like, I just had the most beautiful day. I just recorded this awesome song and I'm at the club now. What am I doing? Kind of like, like a it, turning point for you where now you were going from the party, Lisa, to I'm taking this music thing a little more serious and seeing yeah, where it goes. Yeah, that was definitely like that turning point. And then I remember the next day he was like, how is the club? And I was like, it sucked. It wasn't even like, it sucked. Well, it seems like a little blessing in disguise there because it was such a pivotal moment for you where you knew you had this talent all along, but you were kind of pushing it off to the side to make some money. And of course, Everybody needs to provide for themselves financially. We need jobs we don't like. It's part of life. But I do commend how you did make that leap now and you're finding even more success. But since you did make that jump into full entrepreneurship now, what are one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur for you? Believing in yourself and getting the proper support around you. Like that. Let's talk about that. I think those are for me, two of the most difficult, difficult things I had to like face and battle. So, um, especially in the music industry, if you do not believe in yourself to the core, if you do not believe in what you're making, it's going to go nowhere. No one's gonna, if you, because when you believe in yourself to the core, you have confidence, but if you don't have that confidence and you're presenting music to somebody and you're, you can, sense when someone's lacking confidence of course. You, know, you just know so you really have to be strong and and just tell yourself like you got this you got this you got this but that also leads into the proper support around you you know if you don't have the proper support around you it's going to be hard to believe in yourself how did you create that support group around you that was the support group that you actually needed to start taking it to the next level, because I know this relates to a lot of people where they have some unsupportive friends. As you get older, you kind of have to really decide who you're spending time with and how much yeah. time. I don't want to say like my friends were never supportive. I think people were always supportive. I think, again, it's just people look at the music industry like it's the hardest thing to do, but everything is hard. Um, Everything, Everything is hard. Is hard. It, well, I can also see there too where it's tough to resonate with people who don't do what you right. do. And it's tough because as an entrepreneur, my hours are very different than most people's. My current hours last few months are 3 a.m. to uh, 3 p.m. I'm most, I'm most productive in the morning. People aren't going to really understand that in, in depth unless you're exactly. really running it. Like, like I was just about to say that. So what really helped me like shift that and finding people that relate to me or, or people who do what I do. So I just started, you know, I found a team and I was like, awesome. Like, this is great. We, this is somebody who's knowledgeable, who loves to do this, what I do and who is willing to help me and go the extra mile. Not everybody in this industry is going to do that though. And I've learned, but he was someone who I was like, wow, like, uh, okay, this is, this is great. Um, and then I started just reaching out to people more, um, to work with people to see, you know, Hey, like I sing, I write. If you need me on a track, like, let me know. And then I started posting singing videos and people started reaching out to me. So it's, I built a community for myself. And now I'm working with people from the UK. I'm working with this awesome chick from Australia, you know, once in a while. Um, 
I'm working with people in Argentina. <laughs> like, Well, you got to keep planting seeds and that's what you're doing. And yeah. you have to find some people who resonate with you in your business. And also in a friend's group, you have to just surround yourself with really motivated people. I find it doesn't have to be the exact same industry because you'll have no friends at all then. But as long as people are motivated and they're equally supportive, you're helping each other grow and get better. I think that's what's really important. I completely agree with that. Um, my friend Nadim actually during quarantine, that was such a rough time for so many people uh, mentally. Yes, yep. And it was, it's really hard to stay motivated when you're in lockdown and you can't leave and you don't really know what's going on. You're scared to go outside. Like, and <laughs> you know, when it was all new, it's like, what is going on? And, you know, I was having a hard time finding some passion and some motivation and inspiration. Um, so one day he was like, you know what? Let's get on a group call. So it was me, him, and one of his friends who play tennis. Now all three of us do something different. Um, I mean, Nazim and I do the same thing. But, you know, we, he's more production and he writes and he does sing. But, you know, so we all sat on the phone and said, what are we struggling with right now? What are we doing to make it better? And how can we move forward with this? We kind of just all because we all like we have a tennis player. I mean, I feel like sports and music can correlate. It's right. just as difficult. It's just as competitive. And it was just nice to hear different perspectives, different perspectives from different people. And it was really motivating. And, and uh, even Absolutely. if people are doing something else, as long as they're motivated, driven and understand that passion and, and drive, you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just a lot of learning. You're surrounding yourself with the right people and learning different bits and pieces from each of them. But speaking yeah. of learning, there's a lot of lessons learned in life. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned? And what did it teach you? I think the biggest failure was trying to stray away from this to follow society and follow, you know, also what my parents wanted me to do. And, um, you know, and I'm sure I'm going to hit so many more failures than that. But right now, I, again, because I'm new, I just feel like that was one of my biggest failures, but I never look at a failure as a fail. Um, to me, it was a win. Like, you got to like turn it around, you, you know. So what, you did fail, you, what did you take most from that situation? What I took most from that situation was just recognizing how miserable I was and how like I was just like a walking, I was like right. a zombie. Like I just wasn't, I just walked. There was nothing I didn't feel. It was bad. It was really bad. I know that sounded like dark, but like, truly how I felt. And uh, I never want to feel that way again. I never want to wake up and say, oh, like, I got to do this. Uh, like, you know, it's a lot of people's lives. That's why what you're saying is going to resonate with them a lot. But it is extremely scary and difficult to make that jump and go from guaranteed money in your pocket, direct deposit, whatever, to fighting for everything you got to get. Yeah. And it's a lifestyle for some, but it's not for everybody. And it, there's no wrong career in life. Never. There's, it's always everybody's different and what works for some doesn't work for everyone. I was watching an interview the other day. I think it was Jay-Z. I don't know, but he said, sometimes you gotta go broke to feel rich and to get rich. Um, and it's not even about being rich, but it's so true. Sometimes, honestly, to do the things you love, you gotta start from scratch. And if it's going broke, you just got to do it and you'll figure it out and you'll climb up. And also whoever says that you cannot make money in the music industry was the biggest liar. 
I truly feel they just it's like the richest person saying oh you you won't be able to do this you won't be able to become a millionaire it's such a lie because you can that's what, it, that's, can. that's what it is it's commitment and just being persistence is everything if you as long as you commit yourself and you're in the game long enough eventually something's going to fold for you but if you could choose to have a conversation here lisa and learn from any entrepreneur we're talking dead or alive who would it be oh my god um i wrote down John Bellion. So he's one of my favorite artists in the whole entire world. He's actually from Long Island, which is where I'm from. And he, I've been following him for a long time. I am such a diehard fan. I've gone to like three of his concerts in like one summer. And like, I love him. Not only because he's to me a creative genius, like his music is just so different from anybody else's. And I don't think he cares to be number one on whatever. Because guess what? He's writing for other artists who are number one. But when it comes to his music, he just does his own thing. And he's so passionate. And I would love to sit in the room with him and just see his process. Like he has YouTube videos of, you know, how he writes and how, like, he's such a genius. If you don't know who he is, I really do think you should look into him. Um, but I, if I could sit in the room and just listen to what he has to say in his process and I don't know, I would soak that in i would he's the one person i would truly love to get to sit down and we'll talk with well to delve a little deeper here if you could pick a location for this meet where is it going to be honestly probably long island since we're both from long island i wouldn't mind meeting here i wouldn't mind meeting in his home studio like that would be so cool now i'm in john bellion's home studio in long island even though Long Island, I'm so sick of. I, if he was like, hey, come over, I'd be like, sure, let's do this. <laughs> well, we'll have to tag him when the episode is released for sure. Let's, but let's, let's look into the future here, Lisa. Where do you see yourself in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors in the future? We're going to do one year and five years, one year from today. What are you hoping for? I definitely want more of five or more songs released. I'm hoping that I'm just more connected. I'm, I, I do hope that I'm living in L.A., uh, in California. I'm working with a lot of people there. So if I can physically be there, I'm really, I better be there by next year. If I listen to this in a year, mm. and I'm still in this studio that I've had since I was 16 years old. I'm really gonna just lose my mind, but I don't, I don't think I'll be here. Um, and then in five years from now, I do, I mean, this is so, I, I see myself at the Grammys and I do see myself at award shows and I see myself, I, I really hope it's me as an artist. It's going to be. Um, you have to envision it to do it. You got to believe yeah, it to see it. Yeah. Even if it's for me, even if it's me writing for other people, I'm totally okay with that. I just, I just know that I belong in this industry, whether it's me as an artist or somebody else helping someone else. So I'm just hoping in five years, I'm still doing this. In five years, I'm 30. And <laughs> I just turned 25. And if I'm 30 and I'm still not like, doing this i would be miserable but it's gonna happen so well it's a slow process for all entrepreneurs but i think you're on the right path what's the first thing you're gonna do when you move to la oh my god i would probably i'm making music <laughs> i see i'm the type of chick like i'll pack my bags and i'll go and i'll leave my bags there to do something more fun <laughs> i swear i'm gonna i'm not even gonna have furniture yet and the first thing i'm gonna do is gonna be like hey like let's let's go create something I love the ambition. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you gave a true and honest testimonial where you weren't happy with what you're doing. So you said, I'm going to go 
not worry about social norms. I'm going to go ahead and make it happen. Now you're collaborating in the UK, all over the place. I also did like why you chose the entrepreneur, not only from Long Island, but because he's creative and he does things differently and outside the box. And you mentioned in your bio, you we talked about that you wanted to find your own voice. So I think that's a great resource for you. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this in my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break, because I want the listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share that we did not get to touch on yet today? Um, Something that I would like to share is just, especially with the music industry, and I think this is with any uh, business or entrepreneurship that people are working towards, just do what you want to do and don't listen to anybody. And I feel like parents and family are such a big uh, impact on that. And sometimes you kind of, and I feel like this is really something that people are uh, finally speaking up about, but don't listen to them. Love, you can love them. You can hug them, but do not listen to them because the only person who knows what's best is yourself. Even if it's and it's going to sound weird, but even if you're going towards a path that everybody's kind of like, oh, Lisa, don't do it. And for some reason, you're like, no, I'm going to go. It, that's a lesson right there. Do exactly what you want to do and don't listen to anybody. I love that. Would you mind now please taking the time to share your professional social media, the website, any ways for our listeners to request your services, follow your endeavors? Okay. So my Instagram is uh, L-E-E-S-A underscore music. Um, right now, when you type in my YouTube, you just type in Lisa Diaspara. We got to fix that. We got to put in L-E-E-S-A. Um, but just type in Lisa Diaspara. Uh, Spotify, L-E-E-S-A. Uh, iTunes, again, L-E-E-S-A, Lisa. Be sure to check out all of her great content. And it is now social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn. Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter, we're at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead. A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me, and know it will for you too. This one is from Katerina Fake. She said, the most successful entrepreneurs I know are optimistic. It's part of the job description. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show.